And we are live. Hello and welcome to this special edition episode of Beyond a Doubt, the Picard edition. We'll talk about that in a second. Joining me as always is my co-host, Mr. Cliff Thomas. Cliff, how are you doing this evening? Live long and prosper. You know, it's funny. I'm actually pulling up my notes for this episode, so I wasn't actually looking at the at the video feed. So when you pause there for a second, I thought something had gone wrong. <laughs> and I was about to panic and like say, what's going on? But anyway. It's, it's dramatic pause. Oh, shoot. I can't find my notes. I don't know where they are. Oh, wait. I know where they are. Do I know where they are? I think I know where they are. Uh, yeah, there they are. Anyway, so uh, this is a special edition of the um, uh, Beyond a Doubt because we don't have a Beyond. We had a Beyond. We had a, a Beyond person scheduled, but scheduling conflicts got crazy and we couldn't make it work. Uh, we will have that person on again, um, or not again, for the first time um, in the near future, I hope. But uh, for now... We're uh, we're we're gonna talk about uh, we're gonna we're gonna bring on our special guest Jean Luc Picard, even though he's you know not actually here. Although I bet a lot of people just got really excited there for a second. Uh, no, we're gonna we're going to talk about Star Trek Picard because uh, yeah, Star Trek Picard season three just ended, and um, me and me and Cliff have some feelings about it, and we wanted to talk about those. I think the feelings are largely positive. Although I will say I do have a couple of uh, I, I put on my reviewer's hat for the uh, for the for the episode as well. So I'm giving it probably a solid eight, uh, maybe eight and a half, uh, because there are just some things that, you know, I didn't agree with. But anyway, um, so uh, first of all, before we go too uh, too much farther, we need to say spoilers if you haven't. Um, watched Star Trek Picard and this is a thing that you care about, then I would suggest you pause this episode, go watch that, and then come back and hit play because we're going to talk about things that happened specifically in the last episode um, because that's kind of where most of my issues come from. Um, but uh, but just overall, uh, you know, just it, it's important to know that there's going to be some spoily, spoilish kind of stuff going on here, um, and we're going to talk about it until my voice gives out, which may not be that all that long. We'll see. Yeah, uh, you do. You do. So I was going to ask if you were a little scratchy there, if it was just my. You know, I've been years. scratchy since the freaking cold that I had like three months ago. My voice has never fully recovered, and that's because my insurance is a bunch of dickheads. But anyway, so I know what will fix my voice. If only my... we lived in the 24th century in the <laughs> next generation where, where health care is free and you know, just part true of story. A, it's a human right. True story, side rant. Um, I was watching uh, the Wrexham game yesterday. Uh, Wrexham is uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney's uh, 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 football club in, 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 in oh. Wales. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, my wife and I watched Welcome to Wrexham. I kind of became a little bit of a fan. Um, and so I've been following Wrexham for this entire, for this entire season. And uh, Wrexham yesterday actually um, won the championship for their league, which means they are getting automatically promoted to the next league up mm -hmm. as of next season, which is a very 
big deal that's, because that's a big deal. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know enough from from watching uh, Ted Lasso to know that's a big deal. So. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so uh, I was watching. I was watching this last game because it was a big deal. And so I was on this website that had a uh, a chat board, and um, the ch- the chat board uh, turn was you know largely. Um, you know, folks from England and Wales and whatever watching the game, but you know there were a few Americans there, and they were talking about you know how the uh, the the team is owned by an American owner, and so they got into talking about um, mm. Americans and like this one guy, uh, guy girl, I was anonymous, but this one person said this thing that I think just sums up Americans like so perfectly, and they just said, "Imagine having to pay for health care." <laughs> and, right. and then like right after that they said imagine going to school just to get shot at and i'm just like yep you have just summed up america pretty much right there that is uh yeah it's something else i have feelings about with my wife also being a teacher as well as having a student in school so but you know ditto i digress <laughs> anyway we're not here to talk about failing healthcare systems or um you know weapons where they don't belong which is to say anywhere but we are here to talk about star trek picard um so it's it would be it would be fair to say that this was the best season of star trek picard of all three seasons very low bar but still the best season i mean (laughs) there there are definite reasons for that which i'm sure we'll touch on though but uh but yeah i agree by far the best of the three seasons um, it was arguably of all the new Trek that's come out, there are Easter eggs here and there, oh. but this one was just, I would say 60% nostalgia play and the rest 40% maybe actual story. Um, can, can we talk first of all about, yes, first acknowledging that this was largely fan service. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I acknowledge it. I'm here for it. And I'm perfectly fine with it. <laughs> yeah. The first thing I was thinking about, just on whole, the fact that this season happened the way it has, the fact that it was any good at all, and it, it is, is number one, I think, rare in any sort of, of uh, serialized you know show with, with this much baggage, this much, hit, much history, um, and then especially now with actors that, because they have been in you know, films that have made money, you know, this expensive to produce. Right. And so I can't, I can't think of any other series except for start or, 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 or like franchise besides Star Wars. Yeah. That, that has this much history and, and was able to produce a show with the way it was done this season with everything that it had in it. I, I it's so rare and and I'm so happy it got made because I yeah. I just I feel like it's super rare for that to happen. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And and you know the bringing together of the you know the reuniting of the old cast, you know right. putting on the old characters and the, like and you know in some cases literally old. Um, but it was just it was it was it was fun to see what all these people were like, you know, 20, 30 years later, but also it was fun to see them all together again. Like the first season we had Riker and Troy, uh, the second season, and you know, data's been all over the mm. freaking place. Or Brent, um, Brent Spiner has been in it every right, single right. season in some form. Yeah. Right. 
And so, like, it was it was fun to see them. Uh, Wesley Crusher made an appearance at the end of season two, which, mm-hmm. by the way, I was there for. Like, I know a lot of people were just like, "Oh, that was so stupid." I was, I, 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 no, I dug I, it. I it, dug it, it. It finally, you know, because when, because when he be, he left with the Traveler in the original Next Generation series, mm-hmm. I mean, that was it. And in and in fact, and you never heard what happened to him. And then he was actually part of. Um, the what well, was I guess it was uh, Nemesis when when uh, Riker and 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 uh, Deanna Troy got married. And oh, he was is, he there? He has been cut out of it though. Yes. Oh, he was there, but he got he cut him. So he's more. had. So he's had. Yeah, his scenes were were cut out of it. So that could have uh. been. That would have been. I thought about that after him reappearing. Just the fact that how weird that would have been. Like, and he was with Starfleet again. Oh, okay. So it was, yeah, yeah he was in a dress weird. uniform, and and I don't remember what his rank was, but that just would have been strange. Like, what? I guess he just decided he didn't like being a demigod. Like, I don't right. know. Yeah, that 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 definitely would have been um, de- definitely very odd. This was a much better way to kind of like right. give him his hey, Wesley's here too. Kind of uh, his kind flowers. of story. Um, yeah, exactly. So. Um, Anyway, so overall, the season was 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 very good. I have some questions about you know the whole Picard having the son thing with Beverly Crusher, especially like I don't know. It just kind of seemed like in the series. I I know like at the end of the series they were married for a time, but then they like split up, and then she was uh, on the you know the medical the what was the name of the ship. Um, what was the name of her ship in um, All the Good Things? It was it was a medical ship. I thought she was still the in, in All Good Things. I thought she was still the the. Uh, oh, you're talking about in the future. In the future, yeah. Uh, the Pascal, yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that, or um. It was. I want to say no, it was not something pa- medical. It, it's the it's the person who who came up with uh, penicillin. Oh, was it? Okay. I, but I anyway, so. what is her name? Um. It begins with a P. Oh well, we'll, yeah, we'll figure it. it, it, we'll fi- it, it the P name definitely sounded familiar. We'll figure it out. There's it wasn't Pascal, people. but it's something like that. Yeah, um, comment down below if you remember right. what we're talking it's about. It's a French anyway. name. I know it's French, and okay. I know okay. it's uh, and it's yeah, okay. Anyway, we have to Google it. Anyway, Pasto, um, Pasto, Pasteur, Pasteur, Pasteur. I think it was. I, I, that 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 definitely sounds familiar. Anyway, so then it's not the person who invented penicillin, but still, right? It was anyway, a P name and was... French and medical. I thought it was kind of weird that she was not doing that <laughs> this time around um, because, like, I'm not sure where, like, that future and the future that we saw in Picard, I'm not sure, like, where in the timeline those fit. Was it was was. Well, that was also a hypothetical future, too. So, right. Like, right. One timeline of, yeah. of many possible. Right. So, so anyway, um, I thought that was kind of weird. I thought it was kind of weird that they had a kid and like 30 years, really, you can't send them a, a subspace message. Like, by the way, and I know they explained like I couldn't, you know, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, the, that whole thing seemed a little weird. But again, I was there for it. It was fine. Well, so, um, so here's what makes me laugh, right? Okay. It, it is, first of all, if you understand just the sort of, I guess you'd call it not really politics with inside the showrunner and and the feedback that both fans and I guess the the ratings got for um I can't remember the showrunner's name um Terry Mattel. No, Terry Metalis is is like no. the producer and who had so anyway the guy who the guy who I'm talking about was that also Kurtzman? the showrunner it 
Alex Kurtzman. That's yeah. right. So Kurtzman okay. was also, you know, and had a big deal to, had a lot of uh, input on the first two seasons of Picard. He's also the, the creator uh, or core creator, something like that, for Discovery. For like most um, of the other Star Trek, I think. You, you well, so Star he's Trek the. Sh- right. However, Terry Metalis has had creative control over Strange New Worlds and now the third season of Picard. Ah, okay. And you can see so, the clean, the clean break. So we like Metalis, we don't like Kurtzman. Yes. I think that's what really what it boils down to. And I know, <laughs> I know you don't enjoy cartoons, but he, I think believe Terry Metalis is also the sh- the uh, creator and or has a lot to do with Prodigy. The, uh, not well. It's either or Prodigy lower or Lower Decks. I can't remember one of the two. I think it's Prodigy. But okay. you know, some of the more well received. Yeah, which yeah, would yeah. actually would make sense because Prodigy has a lot of. Uh, um, Voyager stuff, and I think he got his start with. He either got his start with Voyager or Enterprise, like and the the. Ah. So okay, he's. I mean, Metal- Terry Terry Metalis has been around in Star Trek for a while. In fact, right. I'm going to open up IMDb because I'm going to be okay. referencing characters, and I want to make sure I and get actors' name. While you're doing uh, that, I think it's also sure. important for for new people who are stopping by. Welcome. Um, we are not Absolutely. Star Trek. This is not no. a Star Trek podcast, okay? So um, if it sounds like we're stumbling around a lot of stuff that we pr- shouldn't be stumbling around, fine, whatever. This is not usually our gig. We just happen to Correct. be. We just happen to enjoy Star Trek Picard. And, so, and you know what? Honestly, regular listeners, this may happen again. Not for Picard, maybe for something else. But right. it, it's real solid. It's a real solid possibility. Um, now, before we get too far afield i want to talk about um specifically like like i said overall i think it was a win i think it was a good season i think it was fine but i have some i have some questions i have some concerns i have some some qualms i have some qualms and most of those qualms i would say in fact probably all of the qualms are episode nine and ten only, which are the last like, two episodes forward, of the which series? Are the last right. two, which are the last two episodes? And <coughs> this is where we're going to get into the spoilers, folks. So if you haven't turned it off by now, turn it off. <laughs> um, so we find out throughout the throughout season three that the changelings are actually the the bad guys. Um, you know, uh, what's her name from uh, Quentin Tarantino's uh, movie? Uh, I forget her name is it, you know, she's the big bad guy flying the, uh, flying the, the, the big starship that's attacking in the first part of the, uh, the first part of the series. Right. We find out that she's a changeling. Everybody on the, uh, on the ship is a changeling. In fact, there are changelings that have infiltrated Starfleet all over the place. Yeah. From and, the bottom to the highest levels. Right. Exactly. So, right. Mm-hmm. And so they are all over the damn place, but in season, I don't know if it was episode eight or episode nine. It was one of the two. We find out that they're not even the big, big bad because the big, big bad is none other than the Borg. And which okay. they had they had said, and so this was it's kind of funny. Just you know, yeah. in, in previewing season three, you know how that goes. They 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 slowly leaked out the fact that all of the actors would be coming back. Then they sure. showed. Uh, Shots of the original cast from the next generation as they Amanda are, Plummer, as, by the way. <laughs> ah, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So she was. Is it Vax? I, I I honestly don't even know what her character name was. I did not care. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, she was just the bad guy. I just knew that. And and I, I thought she was a great villain. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But 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 what what I was going to say is that when they when they previewed this this season, they did say that they were bringing back an old enemy. And so when right. they brought back the changelings, I mean, we know that the Enterprise fought in the Dominion Wars because of. I think it was it start that they showed some of that in first contact and the fact yeah. that Worf had been fighting with the um the defiant the defiant right anyway yeah and so I thought okay well I guess it's the changelings and then then there was definitely something else or there was just that uh you know that that the face that kept appearing that that you know the Moriarty uh, was was there a bunch. They kind of threw that out there and like we're bringing right, back right. Moriarty. We're like, well, okay. and, and so, but what my point being when they said they were bringing back an old enemy, when it ended up being not just the changelings, but ultimately the Borg. I'm like, oh, you sneaky devils, because you let us think it was the changelings forever. Well, yeah, but I mean, the thing is, like, my my big problem with episodes nine and ten mm. is the Borg didn't have to be there. In fact, there are a lot of reasons why the Borg shouldn't have been there because most of season two was dealing with the fact that the Borg Queen was like stuck in the 21st century and she had merged with Dr. What's-Her-Name, again, a character I didn't really care about, don't even know her name. I think I call her Dr. Alice in my notes, but I might even be thinking of Alice Kriege, who played the voice of the Borg Queen. But anyway, or however you pronounce her name. But anyway, like they established that... like. They were the Borg, and the Borg were working with the Federation at the end of Season 2 to, like, stand guard over this portal and, like, blow up anything that came through. So, like... Well, that's, that is okay, what is so... Okay, we're done with the Borg. I <laughs> like, know. There, if you want to talk about, and, and not just the last two episodes, but in general, and this is why I brought up the, the different show, the, the different creative for Season 3. I mean, mm -hmm. they threw out so much. You see nothing of that... Of that uh, merged Borg Queen. You see nothing of um, the Vulcan. Or I'm sorry, the the um, not the Vulcan, but the uh, Romulan, who was kind of like a second son to Picard. Right. Who was really into sword fighting and had entered service on. Oh yeah, what happened to that guy? I can tell you what happened to him. We'll go <laughs> just okay. very quickly. Yeah. So so, I not Elmore. only know a lot of this. Elmore, I have been right? watching. Elnor, exactly. Yeah. I have been watching a lot of like the, the, the this channel that does eat all the just showed me all the Easter eggs that were in okay uh, season three, and so I would have never have picked up on this. You really, I mean, you really have to know all the details or in, and remember everything. But so he, you know, had be, had entered into Starfleet Academy, and eventually, oh, yeah. okay. remember he was brought back by Q. Because he had died in the in the second series originally, and then they, he said, yeah. "Here's a little something, a, a final gift," and then it turned Eleanor was now in Starfleet and was and was serving and had gone through Starfleet Academy. Anyway, um, anyway, but but so he is a character you didn't see him all in season three until uh, it's either episode nine or episode ten when um, the ships are being taken over by right. Uh, the, the 25 and under, you know, basically ensigns and lieutenants, the people the who kids. are 25 and under, the, the kids. And remember that one ship? No. Uh, was able to, well, you'll remember because they, they all turned on it, turned on it basically and blew it up. Okay. And that was Eleanor's ship. So they no. literally killed, yes, they killed they off the They whacked him again? <laughs> yes. 
I don't remember the name of the ship, but that was the ship he said he was serving on. So you know what? You know what? I'll tell you what. That was that was Terry Metalis, uh, just like completely destroying Alex Kurtzman's dreams. Yes, yes. Like, Your dreams are on that ship. Guess what? Boom. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I. I never really liked that character anyway, so I well, at least I didn't have any emotional investment in him. It just, I mean, so but think about it. Then Picard got his real son. Oh, <laughs> he didn't right need it. Eleanor anymore. So bye. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Although, if you'll recall uh, my Beyond a Doubt episode with uh, Joe Malazzi, um, I, I I told him specifically like I get a kick out of characters who, like, their entire job is just to, like, beat people up and, you know, kick ass. Like, right. I love characters that do that. Like, that is their whole purpose in being. And Elnor was another one of those to me. So I like, I really liked Elnor. I was looking forward to the next time he was going to kick somebody's ass. Um, but apparently he's on a ship that got blown up, so that'll never happen. <laughs> anyway. That's, exactly. And, so, and uh, so, so, yeah, I just, I thought yeah. that was really interesting. Yeah, but, I mean, that just shows you the hard cut that they that Terry Metalis was willing to do the hard break with Picard season one and two because there was a strong contingent of especially the next generation fans who did not really enjoy the first two seasons no really mm -hmm. no hang on you know I'm really glad I'm sitting down right now because otherwise man I don't even want to think about what would have happened when you dropped that news bomb on me anyway um so, like, I have some notes here. Um, my big thing is that the Borg need to be there. And I thought we already were done with the Borg. I thought the Borg were hanging out by a portal, blowing crap up, and not assimilating people anymore. That's where we left them at the end of Season 2. Um, and then, but no, here's the Borg Queen, and I'm really lonely, and I'm going to assimilate everybody. The Borg Queen was destroyed in the 21st century, at the end of First Contact, she was dead. They cracked her spine in half, and all of her little lights turned off. Well, like, there's not there's not just one Borg Queen, though. The Borg Queen is basically, can be regenerated, as you saw, you know, that she was killed in First Contact. Yeah. So, but there was another one. There and, was? Uh, yes. In, when? Uh, in Picard. Well, right. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So, she, so she is not one physical entity. I think I think she's basically just biogenerated, and okay. and but well, but is like one voice within the collective. That's like uh, the center point, very, right? So then it can be regenerated, and and I, and I wouldn't be surprised if not not every Borg ship, but a lot of different Borg ships have have a queen, have a queen. right? Exactly. Okay, all right. You know what? That's fair. That is a very that that's that's something that I didn't take into account. You're right. If they already killed the Borg Queen, how could the, the Borg Queen be in season two? let right. alone season three. Fair. Okay, I will concede that point. But my po my point is still, the Borg didn't have to be there at all. This whole conspiracy could have been the Changelings have infiltrated Starfleet, they've risen up into the ranks, they got to uh, Commander What's-Her-Name from Best of Both Worlds, which, by the way, is still the worst cliffhanger in star trek history i'm just gonna leave leave that right there anyway oh, what from commander from, shelby. from the best of both commander worlds shelby. Yeah. oh that was really that was that was very nice to see her destroyed. get killed yes, yes i liked it too anyway <laughs> um no they could have they could have like infiltrated starfleet gotten up to commander shelby and said you know what would be a great idea and you were a board chick so you might you might dig this what if we can make all the ships 
work together in like a sort of what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, collective. A collective. That would be a good idea. Mm. Um, and then she's like, you know what? I studied the Borg. I kind of know how they did that. So yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Then then they could have said, okay, this is what we're gonna do. They didn't need Jack. They didn't need the the magical powers that he had of like zipping into other people's bodies and making them do stuff. They didn't need any of that. They could have just had the changelings um, going to Freedom Day, whatever the hell it was called. Um, Frontier and- Day. Frontier Day. They could have had the changelings go to Frontier Day, take over all the ships, start to blow up Earth, and then here comes the Enterprise to the rescue. Blah blah blah. They did not need the Borg. The Borg were absolutely unnecessary. But let's, the Borg let's, were extraneous. I'm gonna counter your point by saying this. The show the show is called Star Trek Picard. And who right. number one was the ultimate foil, other than Q, who was more of a gray area kind of person for Picard? It was the Borg. And so I liked that this brought, a, you know, finality to what Picard says, you know, 35 years ago, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, Is it's it a little finality? Because me- apparently there's, a, there's a, hundreds of board queens out there, so I don't think this is a finality. Well, so the, what I was going to talk about is, is, you know, this is, it's interesting that they actually gave a little bit of empathy to, or, you know, a little bit, a little bit, right? For for fans to be empathetic with both the Borg and uh, the Changelings, because I mean, essentially, the the Federation committed genocide twice. <laughs> sure, but only because they were gonna they were gonna genocide us. Let's be honest. Well, but I'm saying uh, it was self defense genocide. Eth- eth- ethics. <laughs> I mean, and I mean, you can make the same argument that you make in in, in some way with like. The United States in World War II dropping a an atomic bomb on Nagasaki and was it Hiroshima and, was Naga- and Hiroshima, right? Yeah. I mean, could That's they have fair. won the war without that? I'm I'm not commenting on like being political about it. I'm just saying very similar. The argument could be and, made and, that, and more and yeah. morally ambiguous things that they did, right? Sure. So it's and and they actually bring that up and and discuss it. So. You know, I uh, um, the the needs of the many. the many outneed the weeds of the of the outneed outweigh the needs of the few. But yeah. then, is that just Federation or well, Alpha Quadrant? Here's the <laughs> thing: Denison's it, like I don't know. It, if I was in like a saw-like scenario where I was holding a gun to somebody's head and they were holding a gun to my head, and the saw guy says, "Whoever pulls the trigger, oh, for yeah. it, bang! I'm pulling the trigger. I don't give a shit." <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like um, so. When it and you know this is obviously that on a genocidal scale, sure, you know at the end of the day, I would rather be alive to debate it than to be dead and be debated about. Sure. So, but but then yeah. you see that you know how that comes together as their common enemy. Sure. In the end, sure. so that that was really interesting, and it, and it and it, <sighs> it it brought it brought together the you know that those plot lines though. So that was and, and ultimately it was. The experiment, the experimentation that the Borg, that that the Federation did on the Changelings, genetic experimentations that enabled enabled uh, the takeover of their, uh, you know, of the Federation to be done. So again, there's right. consequences to your actions that are unforeseen. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it, it just it, it it wasn't what I, I guess what I, my point here would be that it wasn't like Star wars where it's just black and white good and evil 
it's sure. The, sure. there is there is that star trekkiness to it that star trekkiness <laughs> where 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 you know it's it's there's a lot of gray areas there's a lot of more thought into it and and, and i like that about it oh yeah yeah no i i totally mm-hmm. agree with that i just I just didn't think it had to come back to the Borg. I'm just, I, I honestly, can I just say it? I'm sick of the Borg. I am really <laughs> sick of the Borg through like all the Voyager crap and through all the movies and through the best of both worlds being the worst cliffhanger in Star Trek history. I am just, I, I, I you know, and I don't know that I've ever said this on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe it's worth explaining what I mean by the best of both worlds being. The worst. Yeah, I'd like to know that too because so I still remember that and being like very okay anticipatory so, for the for the okay for t- you know, actually, the next season. I need to clarify by saying the worst cliffhanger payoff of Star Trek oh. history. Okay, so like you okay, imagine it's nineteen eighty six. You know, a a a, a, a ten year old Adam is. Uh, uh, leaning on his elbows, uh, watching the TV, watching Locutus of Borg step forward. I am a Borg now, and I will destroy all of you. Cut over to Riker. Shelby standing next to him, not really sure what to do. And Fire. this big, this big sweeping cinematic arch of like going all around the room, zooming in on on Commander Riker, and he says, "Fire." Mm-hmm. Fade to black. Now you have to sit for three months and watch crappy reruns while you wait for, to see. <laughs> I can't believe Riker last time on Star Trek: The Next Generation. Riker just killed Picard. Okay, so now September rolls around. You're like, oh my god, Picard is dead. I can't wait to see what happens now. And again, they replay the whole thing. I'm Locutus. We're gonna kill all you. Sweep you over to Riker, Mister Data. Fire, and then the Enterprise revs up. Rum, 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 <laughs> rum, 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 rum. <coughs> <coughs> and the Borg are like, seriously? And then they just they just leave. Like and like the Borg, like they've got a little ant on their hand, and they could just go, and the show's over. <laughs> but they're just like. Yeah, that wasn't scary at all. Okay, bye. And like they just leave. It was, it was so incredibly disappointing, especially like the buildup and especially the fact that we had to wait three months to see it. This wasn't binged, people. This right. was like actual linear linear TV back in the 1980s. We didn't even have freaking cable. I mean, some people had cable. We didn't have cable. I but, didn't have cable. Like. Oh my god, it was so disappointing. It was like it was like it was okay, it was like literally like what's behind door number two? It's a used Yugo from 1978. Like it was just it was the worst payoff ever. It was so bad. And everyone's like, what's the best Star Trek episode ever? Best of both worlds. No, it's not. Anyway, I'm it is, done. So so I'll if you know, you said we're talking about the last two episodes primarily. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I think I'm pretty much done talking about the last two. Has episodes. there ever been a, a show with a with a longer burn to everything, just like a slower burn all the way to just everything happening at once in the last two episodes? Like, 
Those yes. two. <laughs> Star those... Trek uh, Picard season two. Star Trek Picard season uh, one. It's true. It's true. That was really freaking slow burns. I mean, the sl- <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I'm talking about in terms of the plot line. Like you basically had, and and I will say, start first of all, Star Trek Picard season three. So dark. So like. There was no, like, they didn't even give you nuggets of hope most of the time. It was just, I mean, how helpless could you feel? <coughs> Especially, I mean, the, the the peak of that was when the, I can't remember the name of Vox's ship, but, uh, or, um, the, 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 up to that point was the villain. And, uh, oh, the, the Shrike. Shrike? The Shrike. The Shrike, yes. Yeah. And, and just the futility of the Titan trying to escape and going through that that the uh transportation nope, just come to come back, back. <laughs> oh it was come like a back. cat it was like a cat playing with a mouse it was it was and, it was really and terrible. and you're already you know in such a uh, horrible situation your ship is is you know basically on fumes um, almost on just like emergency life support and oh, and don't just talk at, about fuel please god don't talk about fuel because then you're going to bring back uh uh last jedi <laughs> nightmares but anyway <laughs> yeah oh god as far as the fan base yeah uh anyway <laughs> so anyway just that that overwhelming sense of futility and it, i mean and then to me like the first like six or seven episodes felt like that with some stuff yeah. here and there, but yeah. I mean, it felt so hopeless. And then you're sort of with with the fact that you know all, you know the, these people were almost like not superheroes, but you know, you, you, not that they were infallible, but you know, Picard used to get in fights, and you know, usually like an, a judo chop to the shoulder. Judo chop. <laughs> no, the double, the double, the double handed. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah, hits. Ha. Uh, ha. Yeah. Uh, and just all of them now to be, you know, and at the age that they're at. And, and, and so you sort of know that there is no, there is no Calvary coming yeah. or at least that felt yeah. that way. And it was just, yeah. So then there were just going to those last like two or three episodes where it was just finally, it was like, finally, it was like, it was like data at the end of the, of uh, generations when they hit the, the, um, they hit the Klingon ship that has their shield. And like, yes, and he goes yes. Yep, that's how it felt. Especially the last, especially the last episode. Right, right. So Absolutely. I don't want to, you know, I, I think I'm slowing us down here, but I mean, I just it was an immersion. This was a very emotionally uh, rocky show that was obviously designed or season, and it was designed to be that way. And they knew what they were doing. And you took me through it, and I am exhausted now, and I enjoyed every moment of it ever after watching it. And the whole time I'm sitting there going, this is fan service. I see what you did there. I see yeah. what you did there. Maybe but I'm here it. for it, and I want it. Just give it to me. I might have to turn out the lights and, and, and uh, lock the door. And you want to talk about, like, depressing and, like, there's no hope here. What about Raffi's storyline in season three? Oh. Like, you get to the – she's, like, a, a, a drug-addicted, a, a drug like – um, terrible user who's lost her entire family and right. then like they just kind of forget about that for like four or five episodes and then like they get to the end and like suddenly kiddo wants to go see grandma again it's like ah okay that's that was a really um that was a really uh, uh well sudden... i she almost she almost got a a pass because of of what well and then Worf leaked her her accommodations that no one right. could know about because right. they were classified. Right. So, I mean, 
that 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 wasn't that was uh that was really nice because she's she's been such a troubled character since the and 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 I like that there may be a uh, Riker and um and her character as a spinoff. At least there's talk about that. I don't know if it's actually because I I believe Riker that Michael or Worf or I meant to say Worf. Yeah, because I believe Michael Dorn has actually been writing has been pushing for that for mm-hmm. for Worf to have his own show and oh well, anyway so anyway. many good things you. You had a list of things that you, you said there were like three things. Well, obviously one of those being the Borg. Right, right, that- right. Yeah. Okay. So now if the ending, if the very ending of Star Trek Picard didn't set up Star Trek Legacy or what fans have been calling the show Star Trek Legacy, um, I don't know what does because, you know, right. you've got Seven, which is, who is now captain of the Titan. Raffi's her first officer. You mean the Enterprise. Well, right, right. I was getting to that. But um, Seven and Raffi, are they together? I mean, do you really want your captain and first officer boning when they're not on the bridge? No, I'm they're not together. Curious. They, are, they are have we been... sure? Because there's history there. There is, but there's history with uh, Picard and uh, and Beverly Crusher, too. But it never really happened. No, I I think I at this point... that I don't think that's the same thing. I, they're <laughs> but... broken up, and, and I, I, I feel like they're more friends and anything else now and i i I, sure. I really do i do feel like terry metellus tried to put some some distance story-wise between them in that respect yeah okay anyway so i really want to see star trek legacy but i have the there's a very big caveat to that i want to see star trek legacy with captain shaw because captain yes. Shaw is the poo and I just I loved his character like his just absolute, so easy to so easy to hate. It he was, was so easy to hate, but his but you know why he was so easy to hate because he was he was he was the new Captain Jellico because he did yes. not give a flying crap about all the exploits and all the superhero powers of the of the the star USS Enterprise. He's just there to get some stuff done. And, and like take care of his ship. And I, I'm totally there for that. I loved him. And they tried to kill him off at the end of season nine. And here's my theory. I think when they killed him off at the end of season nine, I think all the board cadets all gathered around him and injected him with some nanoprobes and like turned in him into a Borg. And this all happened off camera, so you didn't see it. But they turned him into a Borg. They brought him back to life. And now... That same guy who hated Picard because of Wolf 359 mm-hmm. is now an ex-Borg himself, and he's got a freaking deal with that. And he's going to be really pissed off about it. And you know what? I like a, a pissed-off Captain Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> so it, that's I, my I, theory. I don't think he'll be back. Um, he but, really, yeah, he really it, it is a shame that back. they killed his character off because he, really needs to come back. he, was, such, he was such a good, like, um, point of tension and almost like it grounded the rest of it It when you have it really did yeah you know what he was he was luke throwing the lightsaber over his shoulder like that was his his purpose there was to be like yes exactly all the you know to be irreverent about uh, about the the history of the show and to and to show that there are other people and you know for every for every picard there's 20 Jellicoes and right. and Shaws. So, um, I thought anyway. it was interesting that just as an aside, I don't remember what the show was. That, but it was another. Um, I think it was a Terry Metalis show. 
okay. that he worked on that sh- the actor that played Shaw was on as one of the main characters. Oh yeah, absolutely it was. I don't remember I don't I I read yeah. that in an interview. I don't Me know too. what show it was, but yeah, I totally I just I like I, I'm going to be I'm going to pay attention to where he goes after this Me too. because yeah. I would I would really love to see a Star Trek. I mean, honestly, this is like this is Star Trek Strange New Worlds all over again because everybody lost their crap over the Strange New Worlds cast in season two of Discovery and begged CBS to make another a series. Mm-hmm. And this is like the exact same thing happening. Like everybody loves all these different characters, like the 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 Jordy second generation, and uh, you know I I'm not sure I want to. Well, they've necessarily... definitely set up a romantic tension between. Uh... Uh, Jordy's daughter, who who is the ensign um, slash pilot of the Titan, right? And and Picard's and Jack. son, yeah, and Jack, yeah. So, so that can... I mean, that definitely has to be part of, uh, you know, if there is a, um, what, what, uh, Star Trek what legacy, legacy. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I, I, keep, I keep wanting to call it the next next generation, and that doesn't make any sense. And also, <laughs> um, can you tell me what exactly? Speaking of Jack being on the Titan slash Enterprise. What exactly His title is, is so weird. What yes! Exactly is a captain's what is counselor? that? What the frick is that? You won't be. A, I don't know. You want me to be a science officer? Maybe I could be a pilot. Maybe I could be chief of security. No, I'm going to make you Deanna Troy too. I like. <laughs> I like that the accent that you gave it basically turned a bit to uh, Dick Van Dyke's character from Mary Poppins. Right, governor. Good night, governor. Good point. Um, but, like, I just, like, what? okay, we're going to put that aside. We're going to. I know, I agree. I was thinking the same thing, and I could see you going there from a million miles away. Like, what, what is that? What the hell is that? That's not a thing. That's like, you just want to go up seven and say, that's not a thing. Also, like, imagine being able to sit in the counselor's chair right, after want... having just come out of Starfleet Academy. Right? On the bridge. like, And all the I other, wanna... I mean, all the, I mean, they. The crew of the Tide were already kind of like mm, with him because he was putting them in, in danger, and now right. he gets just—he's just auto upgraded. Yeah, to... and like I want the first episode of Star Trek Legacy. I want Admiral Janeway to pop up on screen, be like, "Yo, Seven, what's up? Who the frick is that? And what's he doing sitting in that chair?" Yes. <laughs> like I just want that to be the first thing, and then like he gets sent back down, sent down to like engineering to go clean some warp. Shut up, Wesley. Right? It's just, yeah. It was, oh, anyway. Um, okay. So that was point number two. And really, uh, Seven and Raffi were point number three. I just, I, I think really what it all boils down to is I want Captain Shaw back. I really want Captain mm, Shaw to I be agree. in charge of the Titan and, like, you know, just other. That, that's, that was really kind of my thesis statement was the board didn't have to be there. Um, Raffi and Seven are together, but they're not. Captain Shaw back, and I really want Star Trek. Oh, and um, the end, the end credit scene. Let's not forget that. Oh, before we talk about that, okay. You were talking about the things that you potentially want for a next series. Mm-hmm. Here's what I don't want, and and that is I don't want the potentially extremely lazy writing. Uh, potential of Jack to be used because his superpower, if you want to call it that, could just, they could use that in the way that I, and I'm not going to give specific examples, but 
and you've seen this done in more than just Star Trek, where where, where his superpower does whatever the plot needs it to. Exactly. So he'll exactly. Be, he'll basically be the um the uh what's he'll the be Wakandan? Superman. He'll what's be the Superman. Wakandan metal. Um. Oh oh um. Vibranium. Vibranium. He'll basically be the vibranium of the Star Trek universe, yes. which is like, this is vibranium. It does whatever the plot needs it to. Exactly. Like, here's some medical beads. Here's a hologram. What do those two mm-hmm. have in common with, with with meteoric metal? We don't know, but that's what they do. Right, right. Exactly. And <laughs> so, that's, yeah. that's I don't see. Consider, see it, I want to say that his power is now inert because the Borg Queen is dead. Well, she even said that you'll be changed you'll be you'll be i think she actually said you'll be like normal right she said you'll be changed you'll be changed forever right so from the and and she meant from the experience of of being in the collective i mean no different than than in some ways how picard was affected maybe that's what she meant but maybe that's not what maybe that's what maybe they'll say she meant something else when they go to write this new show whichever it exactly exactly I just um, like, I'm yes. nervous because I do, I think if there was going to I honestly think if there was going to be a Star Trek legacy they probably would have announced it by now. Like when is Star Trek Day? Isn't there a Star Trek Day? Isn't that a thing? Yes, but I don't know when. It's it's not May it the fourth. I know that. Um, but like I'm just I I think that's a thing, and I think they had the first one like two years ago, and because I remember Wesley Crusher, Will Wheaton, um, hosted it. Mm. And like they had a, a like a, an orchestra out there to play all the different themes when they were like announcing all this. Oh, thing. speaking of that, how how awesome was it to have all just the little shots of the different themes? You know, depending on the on on the situation, like when they were at the, I guess it was episode seven when they were at the museum of significant star trips, starship starships. Okay. Like when they showed Voyager, they actually played. A little bit of the Voyager theme. Oh yeah, just thing, yeah. just things like that. Just that you know, you're talking about Easter eggs. I mean, the, the, as you mentioned, this the show was just so absolutely full of them. I mean, honestly, it it also to me it makes it rewatchable in a way. Oh yeah, yeah, I think Especially so. Especially season three. Anyway, but yes. Uh, so going back to the the different themes being played on Star Trek Day and what you were yeah. talking about. So I just I just kind of I like I, maybe they'll announce something then because if I remember correctly. Oh. Discovery was over for a few weeks when they finally announced Strange New Worlds, but that was also pandemic era, so that was also really, like really weird. Like people mm-hmm. really couldn't get together back then. Um, so, but like, I, man, I really hope that like I hope there is a Star Trek legacy because I would like to see it. But at the same time, I want Captain Shaw there. Um, one other, a couple, like a couple of other little, like if, if if this were a review, I would call these test notes. Um, but like, oh, just like little things, like um, uh, Commander Data doing the trench run with the Enterprise, I thought was a little hokey, to be yes. honest. I, like, I was going to ask you about that. And like, you know, Jordy absolutely doubting that an android can pilot right. a starship through. What is what is it with bad with bad empires leaving alleyways to their right. vulnerable spot, or just put it, or just put it, making ships. the vulnerable spot? Granted, it was in the center, but of course, it also makes the entire ship fall apart. Right, like if it's why, destroyed. And why would you leave a hole big enough for the Enterprise? The Enterprise is not a small ship. Like, although I love that, I love that perspective shot of the Borg ship coming out of uh, Jupiter. Yeah, and the ominous like static thunder that was coming from it coming out, and like all, oh, oh, just uh, yeah. It so was you, but you do see this. You do see the scale of 
Um, also, and don't let me forget, there is a scene that I want to mention that I just thought was masterful in terms of the cinematography. Okay. But, uh, but anyway, so, yeah, I agree. That was hokey, but it's also, I supposedly that is a a little bit of a love note to Star Wars. So, I okay, think that was well, that's purposeful. Fair. That's fair. Okay. Um, well, in that case, yeah, that, that would be a pretty direct tie um, mm-hmm. in between the two. Um, like, I think, I think generally, like, Star Story wise, um, oh, by the way, Ensign Rowe, not necessarily dead. Um, you know, no body, no dead. That's what I'm mm. saying. They could have, they could have beamed her out of there real quick, like you know, oh, she's going after a nacelle. Well, I mean, beam you didn't say, you didn't say, see, uh, what's her name from the, uh, she was the admiral, but that got killed. That we re- that we enjoyed from from uh, we sh- Best saw of her got Fault. shot twice on screen. <laughs> I mean. That's pretty darn dead. I'm just saying you can be you can you can say that about just about any character, including Shaw, I guess. Yeah, uh, we never actually did see Shaw die, although he did like lean his head back and his eyes were like st- stuck open, and so yeah, right. I think we pretty much did see him die. But I still think that they could have made him a Borg, um, and I, I I think that's a very viable. All right, here, here's the small thing that I noticed talking about notes, right? And yeah. I know you had a few more, but I don't. But go ahead. Oh, okay. So, oh, I, enjoy- I do. I do have one more. I do have one more. Yeah, go I, ahead. I, I did enjoy, to a point, the 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 banter between Worf and Riker. Um, yeah. In terms yeah, of yeah, yeah. But it's like twenty to thirty percent too much. It felt just a little forced. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And the, the innuendo stuff made me laugh, like the threesome comment and the, like. Do you even hear yourself? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, I, I but, did But it, it did. It was just like, okay. Or I, I don't know. S- oh, some of that could just be due to the notes. fact that not the same writers, and they haven't really done anything together in, you know, such a long time. But that, you know, they, it just takes a while to develop that chemistry again. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Worf, one of my notes, and you know what? Can, can I just say... Thank God they finally acknowledged that humans, uh, that Klingons are physically stronger yes. oh, than the, humans with the sword. With the sword, yes. Like, they I had no idea it was that heavy. seasons of Star Trek, they didn't even bother to mention anything like that. It was just a throwaway line. But it was also just like, yes, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Klingons do actually kick some butt. Like, humans really should not be able to fight them hand to hand. And yet, and just the fact are. that he had the face the whole time that he said swords are fun. Yeah, <laughs> swords are more fun. Yeah. Well, it's, it's also like, I think that also might be a nod to Star Trek, you know, with, uh, with Obi-Wan Star using Wars, the blaster. Yeah. So uncivilized, you know? Mm hmm. <clears throat> but anyway for, for um, sure and and just just yeah. the change in Worf's character with his um i guess you'd call it pacifism but his like zen it's like zen Worf. and the well, fact I think, that i think Worf was actually kind of like the new elnor <laughs> in this particular episode. yeah but there's also okay i so you know that the character that's basically the, the this like um, what am I trying to say? Paradigm or or like this one kind of character that's been in a ton of Asian like Chinese martial art movie, trope? movies. That so, trope. There we go. It's it's the it's the old wise kung fu teacher Pacifist that has the white hair in the bun. Yeah, you know, take this pebble from my hand or grasshopper from my hand, and anyway, yeah, and the long Fu Manchu that he can go, yeah, you know, with that was Worf. That was Worf. That he even worth. had, and he, I mean, he had like the sort of, 
vaguely Asian philosophy about things and the fact that he would uh, anyway just about meditation and things like that there were uh, it just it felt like just a little bit of that like he old wharf had become that guy basically the zen master who the zen master yes yes <laughs> but uh no I, I dug that and i like i i kind of thought that you know wharf moving into section 31 was a pretty oh, natural so evolution yeah. of his character mm-hmm. so that was uh that was uh, very sweet yeah i would actually like to see and see that's the thing is i would like to see raffi go back to section 31 me too yeah. and maybe seven become the first officer for captain shaw who's now an ex-borg to take over in star trek legacy see i've just solved the problem right there so um i hope you're hope you're paying there you attention. go We're um taking take notes there paramount one other thing, and and this actually kind of goes back to um, Star Trek Insurrection. Um, one of the problems with 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 um, follow up movies making up kind of their own Star Trek physics is it makes you ask the question, why didn't they do that sooner? That before. Mm. Um, so like Star Trek Insurrection, they're they're trying to get Picard out of the the big collector deal and they're mm-hmm. like well if we beam him out from in between the shield generators that could work and we're like well God, i can think of like 20 situations that that would have been really handy information mm-hmm. but and but this time around in like the second was it the second or the third episode where the titan zips in and breaks the tractor beam by coming out of warp in, warp in between the two ships like Why i can think of a done? lot of different yeah. times that that would have been really good information <laughs> and like it's a nice thing about writing for a fictional universe i know i know but it's just like not to mention how do you come out of warp with that kind of precision i mean okay i grant it it's a it's a it's a what is well, it's it's a LaForge at the helm. I for, I briefly forgot what Georgie Georgie's last name was. It's a LaForge at the helm. So there you go. But like that's that's some precision right there. You're coming out of. Oh, there's a reason exactly. he got moved to engineering too. So maybe he wasn't the best helmsman. Maybe maybe, but his daughter apparently mm-hmm. is. Well, because... she's a good pilot. I mean, they made that reference, and then his other daughter's the engineer. Mm-hmm. By the way, one of those two is actually his uh, Lavar Burton's real daughter. Was it? Yeah, the one that he came on board with. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I did not know that. But uh, and not he Sydney, referenced the other one. those two names in. I'm see now. I'm just talking about Easter eggs, but or not really Easter eggs, but you know he referenced those in um, the last episode or the last two up. Ep- yeah, when when it was, you know, Picard with his beard in his vineyard, and and Jordy comes to visit him. And he he asks about his oh his I family. think I did see that I think I did. and he I mentions did. those two daughters so that was kind of cool yeah um let's see what else so too bad we didn't see Leah Brahms just saying would have been nice that would have just been creepy stalker Jordy no that's <laughs> who even... he's married to what in in all really? the things he he says Leah Leah's with the girls or something like that yeah that's who I he got married to did not know that so oh, not not only like Jordy's a homewrecker folks I tell you but and that is canon <laughs> huh interesting so i was going to ask you because I, I feel like i mean we could i could talk about this forever but oh, i wanted yeah. to ask you yeah, maybe we, and, we, and i'm we, sure we you should have, start wrapping up yeah so I, I mentioned that i had what i would call maybe my favorite scene in terms of cinematography and okay, I, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and i'm not a, a film buff in that way like it's not like i talk about color palettes and and right 
Kurosawa films and yeah, it's not like you're a designer or anything, right? Well, so, but I, but I, I did appreciate it for. But maybe, maybe you want me to mention mine first, or would you like to mention yours first? I don't have one, so go ahead. Okay, no, I just I thought that the scene where they, sh- it's actually after that. It's basically the end, and but before they go to the card table, which we can also talk about. Okay, um, but when they're shutting down the Enterprise D, uh, after. Having done, it's like a, I guess it's a, it says like a year later, then it shows the Enterprise D on one of those decks back at the museum. At the museum, yeah. And it's, I know it's Jordy, and I think it's Riker. It's either Jordy or Picard. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't remember. So you have the deck of the Enterprise, you know, shown from that, like, or uh, or the, the bridge of the Enterprise shown from basically, if you were the screen looking at it. And then you have... Uh, Either Picard or Riker and and uh, Jordy basically at the turbo lift and actually I remember Picard being there because he leaned on basically where the tactical station is and then they walk back and they kind of reminisce for a minute and then they say something and then they you initiate the shutdown, shutdown such yeah. sequence in the way they're, they're backlit by the turbo booth or t- the, by the turbo lift as the lights go down on the bridge and you're left with just that. It's like, and then they walk through the door, and it, and it's just, it's such a, I almost want to see if like uh, somewhere in the, back in the in, in in the canon of the show where maybe they've turned it on like that, and where they've done something like if that was referencing another another scene, hmm. but just the lights going down, and then you have that focal point of them walking through, you know, to the the turbo lift doors and it closing, and then it just becomes completely dim. Okay. And I right. uh, just it's such a it's such a really nicely like set up scene. So I, I, thoughtful, it, so purposeful. Nice, it's a nice bookmark. It's a nice yeah, uh, book exactly. End, you know, it's a mm-hmm. nice way to uh, to wrap a boa. See, I thought you were going to go with like the Enterprise zooming down into the middle of the uh Borg cube like right above the Borg queen and like and like beaming out all the people oh, like like yeah. when um when Troy uh has has her you know, Troy is also like the vibranium of uh, Star Trek. She right, does exactly. whatever the plot needs her to, where she like takes over and like she like kind of zooms the ship down to like right above where they're standing. And like, well, I thought I thought that was a pretty cool. Uh, I think that I think that uh, I think that it is canon now. And it was actually. Have you ever read Imzadi, the book? Mm-mm. OK, so that's that's the. Story I, of, I'll, of I'll stop you right there. I have never read anything Star Trek or Star oh, I love I was a, Stargate <laughs> back in the night in the nineties. I was a huge like Star Trek fiction uh, consumer, and I read a little Star Wars too. But that, the, um, but anyway, so in Imzadi, they can actually telepathically connect. Of course, they like can. he if if he thinks about her, she kn- anyway. So there yeah. is an explanation for why. I mean, it's not like they just added that in at the last second. Oh no, uh, I know they needed a way for her to find them, and that's right. I, I saw it coming from a mile away. Beca- like, because they're because they're bonded. I mean, Imzadi means like they're basically. I guess it's, it's what happens when you, when when a Beta Z and another Beta Z, uh, you know, the, they're beloved. They like that they're soulmates. Like they become soulmates right. and they become, um, you know, telepathically connected. So I guess yeah, but okay. I no. mean, I'll, I'll be I'll be straight up with you. When I was a kid, my favorite author was the one who wrote the Star Wars novel where Chewbacca died. I couldn't <laughs> even be bothered to read that one. <laughs> so, wow. like, yeah, it was. Uh, I I've never read any of their any of their stuff. But no, I mean, it's fine. Like, 
they needed a way to get him out, and I thought it just shows like, you how big of a nerd I am. I'm like, oh, no, I read that, the books. <laughs> we earn it. I mean, this is Star not Trek the, nerds. This is not benefit of the jocks show. Like this is benefit of the nerds. Uh, oh, anyway, I'm, I I wear it proudly. I'm fine with it. Absolutely, um, I wave my dude. I know exactly. <laughs> I mean, come on, exactly. <laughs> so so you mentioned, and I think this is kind of where we can close <laughs> it. But I mean, we talked about Easter eggs. We've talked about. Um, how you know referencing past past uh, episodes of things or and, and and things and even in another series, but yes, the completion basically of the scene from um, it's not the best of both worlds. What's the what's the last episode? Two episodes. The, the all good of, things. All good things. Yes. Yeah. Which of course we know must come to an end. That's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to talk about this. Of course, we can't. So, we can't not talk about this. <laughs> the card actually talks about in. The last episode of Picard about he talks to Jack about having to not Picard. You said you said Picard. You meant Q, but anyway, no. Oh, okay. No, I'm talking. I'm sorry, I interrupted. Picard talks to. Go ahead. Picard talks to Jack when they're on when they're in the the uh, Borg hive mind or whatever you want to call it. Oh, okay. About how he pushed people away or and always kept people at a distance. Even in, he never had a family, kept mm-hmm. people at a distance, and it wasn't until he got older that he started letting people, people that served under him or that he served with, like, into his life. And right. that really is a reference to that last scene of... The fact that he was diddling Beverly. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway. <laughs> the last the, the last scene on, uh, the last episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, All Good Things, where he finally plays poker with right, the right. crew, right? So that's with, really what he's talking team. about. And then, but you never really saw him. You just kind of saw him get dealt in. This time you actually got to see him play poker with them. And it was just, it was like book, it was like a bookend to a bookend. Yeah, yeah, very It kind of just brought everything together. And it just, I love that they also used the original Jerry Goldsmith, like, uh, music for the last for the last oh, scene yeah, yeah. too yeah. At, for the end credits oh so wonderful it was it was really good but there was one more scene after those credits yes, and i think this is right. where we need to wrap this up where jack with his newly appointed captain's counselor bs that i think i think he went back to his quarters to like read a book to figure out what the hell a captain's counselor is uh, that's, that's, that's <laughs> no one knows working, that's my working theory or, or he went back to his quarters to write the book about what a captain's <laughs> counselor is because it's never happened before so someone's got to write the damn thing Cap- anyway. was a captain's special counselor what something was it? like I, it was it was stupid it was it, it was, was just so really stupid. i was like what and, does that mean and what did everyone seven must say if you what and did i seven say when she wanted to make the ship go, what did she say? She didn't say anything. They copped it out. You know that was kind of yeah, crap, right? That's there. true. Well, but, that's setting of, up the next. That's so that people will be anticipating. Yeah, I know, but because you know you that see, they will show that they will use that scene, even if they recreate it, very possibly. as the beginning. Of but did that you next see series. the? Um, did you see the trailer for a season two of Strange New Worlds? No. Oh my god! You did it. Or maybe I oh did. Oh my god. So, so they're showing they they're showing a, a a preview of 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 Strange New Worlds, and Spock sits down in the captain's chair. Oh yes, I did see this. And like, and everyone's like, "Take me like, where I want to go," or something like that. What's your thing going to be? It's you have to have a thing. You have to say a thing. And he's like, "I want the ship to go now." 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's so right. I'm just in my mind. I'm picturing uh, Seven of Nine saying, "I want the ship to go." <laughs> Now, anyway, okay, so the final scene, Jack is back in his quarters trying to figure out what the hell his job is. And Q, yes. And Q shows up. Old Q, by the way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought you were dead. I'm not dead because I'm far too valuable an IP. Anyway. um, Right, exactly. John DeLancey was like, I'll have this written into my contract. Yeah. If I'm going to reappear. So he shows up and he definitely teases, like, Mm -hmm. if there is a Star Trek legacy, if Jack is in it, then Q is going to be a part of that. Now, here's my last thing. This is my last note about the show. If they bring Q back for Star Trek legacy or whatever, I want fun Q. I don't want season two Q. Well, yeah, I think you'll get fun Q. Uh, do you think? Because I thought mm-hmm. we would get that in season two, and we got boring, like, I'm a mean cue because I'm dying. I want a fun cue. Well, he was insane cue, basically, is what it appeared to I be. Don't That's care. What they thought. I don't care what the reason was. But, okay, Wait, again. you're telling me he was sane during Star Trek? <laughs> He was just cute. That was fun cue. That was fun cue. That's what I want. I think I think the difference would be mariachi cue. Always mariachi cue. Yeah. Oh, cue's back again. Exactly. But no, I I mean I I think it just goes back to our original conversation about the differences between the the who's doing the creative part of it yeah who has yeah. control creative control and yeah. it's terry metallis so uh, i'm pretty sure that we've just decided that alex kurtzman is so freaking fired at this point be gone <laughs> kurtzman like serious i hope he was standing next to elnor on that ship when <laughs> it's gonna be okay elnor <laughs> Well, you no, know. I think I think he still has had input on on Discovery, which is why it'll be weird. It's the last episode of of Discovery. It's the last season of Discovery. That's what I'm saying. Gonna, then they're going to bring in uh, Star Trek Academy, where uh, the future uh, future. Yeah. Uh, What's her Star name? Trek, Tilly. Tilly. Will Tilly be the, is definitely going to be a big part of it. that. Mm-hmm. But so they're going to bring back the Academy, and like they're they're going to reopen Starfleet Academy for the first time, and since the burn, which the burn was so stupid. Anyway, um, I think that's all agreed. Yeah, but, I mean, so, it happens. I think I think what we can I think what we can agree with, and I think this is the good way to to end the show, is by saying that Star Trek. Like, the first season of Star Trek Discovery was kind of cool, and I think mostly because it was novel. And, Mm. like, um, you know, once it got into its thing, they kind of, like, people started getting a lot less forgiving about, like, storylines and stuff like that. Right. Season two was good because it brought us Strange New Worlds, but that's the only reason. Um, But I think it's fair to agree that right now Star Trek is on its way back up. So so yes, except I know that first of all, I, from from what I've heard, Picard was ex, uh, extremely expensive this third season, uh, mostly because of the the actors that were involved and the fact you know oh, that yeah. there was a lot of CGI and, and and so this is like the pushback against the fact that uh, or, or or against um, legacy being possibly made. I still think it will be. I think uh, so but, too. But 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 I. It, Paramount has been wanting to cut back on number one, the amount they don't want to have any more than like three concurrent Star Trek series going on at one time. Okay, you can get rid of uh, lower decks. 
Right. So, well, no, Lower Decks is you need to watch Lower Decks. No, but I anyway, uh, <laughs> but but so so you know, it getting made legacy rather. Um, you know, there's some chance that it might not, and that's I would much rather see Legacy than Academy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, but the way things are going right now, Picard is ending. That could be replaced by Legacy. And Discovery is ending. That could be replaced Mm -hmm. by Academy. So, I mean, you still only have the three shows because you cannot get rid of Strange New Worlds because Strange New Worlds is the best Star Trek on TV right now. I think they count both Prodigy and uh, the other cartoon shows. Cancel those two. That's fine. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Again, Prodigy is very enjoyable. And... It, I mean, they really do do their homework. It, it takes place in, I don't think it's the Delta Quadrant, but it's, again, far away. The fact that it does have Janeway in it with the original, you know, and other pieces of the cast, like right. Chakotay in it. Like, it's enjoyable, and it brings a new generation into Star Trek, so we're not all, like, basically boomers watching, and, and we're the okay, only audience boomer. when it's, you know? I mean, it, yeah. you need that, and that's why I, I like Prodigy being around. I don't know how... I. I would venture to guess that, like, even though it's on Nickelodeon, like, 60 to 70% of the audience is probably people like you and me. But Oh, anyways. absolutely. Not me. But, yeah, you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, in terms of being the, the hardcore Star Trek fans. Oh, right, right. And I don't even think I'm all that hardcore a Star Trek fan, honestly. I think if there's anything that this particular episode of the podcast has revealed, it is that I am not a hardcore <laughs> Star Trek fan. Um, but that being said... Um, we'll see. I, we'll, I mean, at this point, we just kind of have to wait and see if there is a Star Trek day. I think there should be. And then we'll probably find out then whether or not Legacy is going to happen. And if it does, that'll be great. And if it doesn't, I mean, I guess that's fine. It's not like there's not other stuff to watch. But um, anyway, um, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up because we've gone a lot longer than I thought we were going to, yeah. actually, to be honest. I told you. Uh, yeah, yeah. That well, this is a very, this is a very easy show to. Um, oh yeah. This could go on forever if we wanted to, and you know, don't even get me started on like a Stargate a, a show because there's there's rumors happening around that too. If you Ooh. haven't if you haven't seen, um, I'm not. Yeah, because I don't yeah. care. Well, because Amazon owns the rights, and so like That's Amazon right. Studios is like looking into making a movie and or TV series, and they're not bringing back the original producer so no joe malazzi unfortunately so um that's making me angry but anyway um i think we'll go ahead and wrap this show up um did you have any final thoughts before we do the outro or um so just know that um and you kind of explained this at the beginning but but for anyone maybe who just happened to catch this as you know maybe you were searching on on youtube for star trek and, picard uh, or whatever for star trek picard something yeah and you just happened to come across uh our shit that this episode this is you know we're, we're definitely more in um i mean this slot for and is an example is normally reserved for for um interviewing yes. someone who's a creator right yeah. um and or so this is a little bit of an um, yeah, i'm a writer you know somebody yeah. somebody that's a creative I, I think that's actually what i should yeah, have said. yeah yeah that's a, good a creative and uh, uh you know and, and and other things like that but um so this is this is this is definitely not the norm for us, but I I've had a good time. So yeah, if this is your first time watching us, uh, don't don't be shy to check out. Like if you like the dynamic between Adam and I, check out uh, some of our other content too, because uh, yeah. you know we we do do some um, not so much of this kind of stuff, but even in our like our reviews, 
that we do of, of a broad spectrum of tech and, and stuff surrounding that. Um, if you enjoyed th- this particular episode, I think you'll find some some little nuggets in there that you might like as well. Oh, definitely. So, you know, like and subscribe, all that kind of stuff that he yep. he's going to be telling you. Or yeah. he's going to be telling you. Yeah, I'm, I'm over here somewhere. I know. I'm <laughs> over here! Standing next to Elnor! Anyway. Okay, so now that is going to do it uh, for yeah. this episode of the podcast, this special edition, Picard edition of the podcast. Uh, please consider subscribing to this podcast if you enjoyed it. And if you really enjoyed it, I would love it if you would write a review for the show. And if you're watching this on YouTube, click that subscribe button so you can be notified of new episodes and reviews as they drop. And if you want some early access... Jump onto that Patreon at patreon.com slash benefit. Yeah, buddy. I'd like to thank co-producer Cliff for all of his hard work behind the scenes and for coming on and talking all about Star Trek Picard with me. But most of all, and as always, I would like to thank you for listening and for giving us the benefit of the doubt. <laughs>